many Christians have little interaction with and knowledge of the Old Testament, apart from the Psalms and maybe a little Proverbs. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 91, the Psalm of Protection. Turn to Hezekiah chapter 3, verse 1. Hezekiah chapter 3, verse 1. Now, if you try to turn to Hezekiah chapter 3, verse 1, you would realize that there is no such book in the Bible called Hezekiah. <laughs> we need to study the Old Testament. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, Paul, writing to the Corinthian Christians, says these things. These things that took place in the Old Testament happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us. So what Paul is saying that all the incidents in the Old Testament, Samson, the stories of Samson, Daniel in the lion's den, the parting of the Red Sea, all these things that happened were written down and took place as examples for them and as warnings for us. We need to pay heed to them. When Jesus opened the eyes and the minds of the disciples on the road to Emmaus in Luke chapter 24 verse 27. Turn to Luke chapter 24 verse 27 and it says there, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them all that was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. He was explaining the Old Testament scriptures to the disciples and pointing out through the stories, through the narratives, and revealing himself to them in the Old Testament. When the Berean Christians met Paul in Acts chapter 17, verse 11, when Paul preached to them, they examined the scriptures every day to see what was said in all this, uh, to see whether what Paul said was true. What were they examining? The Old Testament. Okay. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Jesus is revealed on every page of the Old Testament if we have eyes to see. So it is imperative that we know and study and encounter Jesus in the Old Testament. For the next several weeks, we're going to focus on certain key events that have taken place in the Old Testament. We're going to piggyback from our uh, preaching series in Acts, and we're going to look at Stephen's anointed, Holy Spirit anointed sermon before the Sanhedrin when he was arrested. And we're going to use that sermon as a, as a rough outline of what to go cover in the Old Testament. I'm only doing the introduction today. We're having another preacher after me, and that person will actually preach the message from the Old Testament. All right, so let's jump in. So we are now in Acts chapter 6, and we see that at every stage of the existence of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Church has faced threats and challenges from within and without. The last time we were in the book of Acts, in, the, in Acts chapter 6, 
we saw how that the early church handled the complaint of the Grecian Jews about the widows being neglected in the daily distribution of food. The solution was to assign this task to seven men full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Stephen was one of the men who was chosen. As a result of the solution, Acts chapter 6 verse 7 tells us that the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Wow. The church handled a problem <coughs> excuse me, with maturity. The result was great church growth. Continuing on in Acts chapter 6, verse 8, it says, One of those filled, one of those spirit-filled men was Stephen. And Acts chapter 6, verse 8 says that Stephen was a man full of God's grace and power. He did great wonders and miraculous signs among the people. However, opposition arose from some of the Jews of the synagogue of the freedmen. They began to argue with Stephen but could not stand up against his wisdom or the spirit by whom he spoke. Stephen must have been a remarkable, remarkable Christian. So they decided to falsely accuse him of blasphemy. They seized him and they brought him before the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin was a council of 71 men or members with the high priest as chief officer. And in the midst of this hostile crowd that was baying for his blood and his life because blasphemy was punishable by death, Stephen, it seems, was filled with the Holy Spirit because his face was like the face of an angel. He encountered God in the midst of persecution. When asked to respond to the charges against him, Stephen began in Acts chapter 7 and verse 2. And this is what he said, Brothers and sisters, listen to me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham while he was still in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran. Leave your country and your people, God said, and go to the land I will show you. Okay, I'm going to let the next speaker continue from here. God bless you. So, um, as, uh, as we just heard that we are going to go from uh, Acts, where Stephen starts uh, talking about, uh, starts his defense. Basically, he is being questioned by the Sanhedrin, and he starts his defense. And he starts his defense by painting a picture of the entire history of Israel to that point, which starts with Abraham. He starts with this. Let's uh, read uh, what he has. I'll be sharing my screen. One second. Yeah, let's read Acts chapter 7 verses 2 to 5. To this he replied, Brothers and fathers, listen to me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham while he was still in Mesopotamia, where he lived in Haran. Leave your country and and your people, God said, and go to the land I will show you. So he left the land of Haladines and settled in Haran. After the death of his father, God sent him to this land where you are now living. He gave him no inheritance here, not even enough ground to set his foot on. But God promised him that he and his descendants after him would possess the land, even though at that time Abraham had no child. 
So we see that he starts his defense with a reference to Abraham. Now, uh, I would request you all if you can just uh, unmute yourself and answer this question. When I say Abraham, what is the first thing that strikes you? What's the first word that comes to your mind? Father of nations and faith. Faithful faith. Yes. So this is the topic of my uh, message today. It is a man of faith. Okay, being called out to leave a place of comfort, being given promises which seem unnatural, Abraham at that time displays incredible faith. He is a father who's worth modeling our lives on. So we are going to look at Abraham from the, uh, the, the story that uh, Stephen is referring to. We can find it in the Old Testament in Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 to 5. Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 to 5. It's there on the screen. If, you, if any one of you can read that these five verses, I'll, I'll be happy. Alright, thank you Shoma. Thank you so much. So we see that this, this, these five verses, okay, we can now divide them in three sections. The first section is the call. The second is the promise. And the third is the action. Just ignore the one, two, three mistake which has happened on the screen. The first is the call, the second is the promise, and the third is the action. Alright? Now we, as I told you, we are looking at a man of incredible faith. We are looking at a person who is uh, sort of one of the heroes of the Bible in the Old Testament. In fact, even till date we can consider him to be a hero because of what he has done. So we are looking at him from in this section in these three uh, this ver these verses in these three sections. So let's look at the call. The first verse, God, the Lord had said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show. Now this is an incredible call. It's, a, it's an instruction to leave the familiar settings. It's an instruction to leave where Abraham is settled. Now, we read a little further in the verses that he had he left with all that he had accumulated. He had, he had possessions, he had wealth, he had people. Okay, so it was, it was a life where he was well settled. And remember, this was the second time that he's going to move. The first time, Terah had taken them from Ur to Haran. Okay, so this is a guy who is in a place where he's settled. His, his life is now going well. And he receives an incredible call from God to leave the familiar and to go to the land that God will show him. It's a call to leave the familiar and go to where God shows. Okay, now Abraham as a person is, as I told you, is a hero. In the Old Testament, there are 230 verses which refer to him. Okay, now the whole bi biographical life of his is covered in Genesis 11 to Genesis 25. Okay, but from this point, there are 135 remaining references that point back to the historical event. So we are now at the beginning of where Abraham is introduced to us in the Bible. And at that introduction, what is it that he's been introduced to us? What do we know about him till that point? Till that point, Abraham we know is from Ur. We know his father is Terah. We know that he is married to Sarai. That he know, we know that he has two brothers out of whom one is no more and his nephew is, the, is, is Lot who stays with him. And we also know that he does not have any children. 
okay we know at this stage we know that abraham is a is a person who is a pagan he, he he's yet till at this till this point he's not a person who is uh, one of the people who believe in one god or anything he is a pagan who who ha who's following the law, uh, the rituals and whatever is of the land in which he's staying but at this stage he receives an instruction from from lord from the lord from god almighty to go from your country your people your father's household to a land i will show okay being 75 years old imagine he is 75 years old and he what is his response to this call his response to this call is that he actually picks up everything that he has and he leaves from there but the the incredible part is the call now why is it incredible it's a call because it's a, it's incredible because god chose him there there here we see that god has chosen a person to instruct uh, to to bring to pass god's plan for for all of us for the entire humanity okay, so this is an incredible person that god has chosen and if you read further in in genesis we will see that god has chosen him so that he can instruct his further generations about the about the ways of god so that's the call now the next part the next section we move to is the section of the promises now after the call god gives him a set of promises if we can see these in verses 2 and 3 that he would become a great nation that he would be blessed that abraham's name would become great that he would be a blessing to others and that he would enjoy god's protection in fact these promises are so so important that whenever god addresses him and the other patriarchs who we will be looking at in the coming weeks he refers to these promises and ev every time he refers to these promises it becomes more specific it becomes more amplified now, i've given here the references we don't have the time nor, nor do we have to go through them but there are 15 references only in genesis where these promises have been mentioned by god to abraham or to his descendants so god also keep has Uh, has high regard for the the promises that he has given and they are so important that even in the new testament now in the new testament apostle paul talks about these as the gospel in galatians chapter 3 verse 8 he says and the scriptures foreseeing that god would justify the heathen through faith preached before the before the gospel unto abraham saying in thee shall all nations be blessed which is the first part of the promise that god gave abraham at this stage when he called him he said you would be a great nation and in acts chapter 26 verses 6 he says when he is being uh, questioned by when paul is being questioned by authorities he says i stand and i'm judged for the hope of the promise made made of god unto our fathers it was a promise that so paul all, always refers to these things as the beginning of why the gospel is not something which is new it is not something which has come now after jesus or anything it has been in existence since the beginning these promises are the bedrock on which everything else is built on okay now again these are the promises in the natural we are talking about abram 
Now, in the natural, what does Abraham mean? In the name of uh, the meaning of the name Abraham. In the natural, the meaning of the name is an exalted or a noble father, a, a father who is uh, lifted up. Okay, that's the that's the that's the meaning of Abraham. And in the natural, if you look at Abraham's life, he is remember he is seventy five years old, and at seventy five, he does not have any children, and yet his name is a name which alludes to fatherhood. So God chose that person who, in the natural, people would be questioning or people would not be happy about. or he himself would not be happy about and god tells him the promise that i have for you is i will make you a great nation imagine imagine having that promise made to you which in the natural seems an impossible thing but this is abraham we are talking about he receives these promises he he does not question these promises he receives these promises and then he moves from the place that god has asked him to move now again i want to i want to emphasize on one point that remember he is 75 years old what would happen if a 75 year old person in the natural is is told come on leave everything what you've built for the for your life and move to a new place I, i'll i'll tell you one very funny story okay i'll tell you what happened we we were very young we used to play cricket in uh, in a in a uh, in the yard of my friend's house okay and his grandfather my friend's grandfather would always sit behind the wickets because you know children are not going to play with runs behind the wickets so he used to sit behind the wickets and he used to sit at a, at an angle where normally nobody who's a right-handed batsman can hit there but one one child who was playing with us that day was a left-handed batsman and he came and he sat and he he was he was sitting there the grandfather was sitting there he was having a plate and that plate was full of chickpeas chana okay he was eating chana and this left handed batsman somehow managed to hit the ball in his direction and we all froze because the ball went and directly landed in his plate and all the chana were like flying here there and everywhere and all we could hear were explicit expletives and so many galias that day we heard and that is what i remember the way we ran from there it was old people are so set in their ways they are so happy being doing what they are doing it is very difficult for them to have that level of patience or understanding so imagine now imagine a 75 year old being told take everything that you have and go to a land and i will make you a great nation but this is not a no normal ordinary man and this is not a normal ordinary person talking to him this is god speaking to abraham this is this is a voice which is difficult to resist and abraham took that promise and he moved so this is the third part of the this is the third part of where we are the action okay the action that abraham took and that action he took in faith so the that action was again he was a successful person he was not a person who was struggling where he was he had possessions he had people being successful and being in that position he responded by taking everything and going into uncertainty based on promises which were would seem unnatural today in that day okay so 
that is the action that he took now this these three points now if we have to look at these three points and see how they sort of are important for us in our lives today okay we today have a call the call is we have the call that god is spreading his hands to us and saying leave your ways and come to this way that i have prepared for you the way that he has prepared for us is his son jesus says that i am the way the truth and the life come to this way that is the call that we have and if the call is to go into a deeper more intimate relationship with him it is it is for us to be reconciled with the father through his son jesus christ so there's a call that we have all have today that god is calling you to say us all of us to say that this is the way that i have prepared come on to this way take this way all right the second thing is the promise the promise we have today we have the promise from god himself and that promise is that we have the promise of eternal life we have the promise of having a covenant relationship with god for eternity we have a promise of eternal inheritance can you see that we have promises which are very very similar to the promises that were given to abraham and that is why when we respond in faith to these promises we are called heirs of abraham we are called children and that is why he is called the father of nations so this is where we are today we are in a place where we have the call of god we have the promises of god and our job is to respond in the way that this man responded so many years ago when god chose him and gave him his call the 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 response is for us to model ourselves onto at uh, abraham and say that we will act in obedience to this call so if today there if there's anyone amongst us who has not turned from your ways to the way that one way that god has prepared the one way that he has prepared his son today is the day today is the call this is the call for you to put your trust in jesus christ and to accept him as the way to be reconciled with the father for all of us who have already put our faith in god who who have and and not only just to put your faith in jesus christ to take one step of act, uh, an act of faith to be baptized so again if we have come to a place today if we are in a place where we are not yet baptized or we are thinking of baptism take this as a call from god this there is this call for you today take that step in obedience to that call and for all of us who have already taken those steps we as we just sang when esther sang deep calls deeper we have we have the call that god is calling us into a much deeper much more uh, intimate relationship with him and in that we have to work out what has been worked inside of us in our salvation so our call our promises and our response today is to believe in jesus christ to remember that we have eternal inheritance to be encouraged that we have a covenant relationship with him that he becomes our father god becomes our father and to work out our inward salvation these are the three things that we can take from this and apply into our lives looking at the incredible example of a 75 year old person who did not have child who was promised by god that these are the things that i will give you if you leave where you are right now and go to the land that i am showing 
what an incredible man of faith so let's just pray all together uh, if if there's anybody who wants to pray out aloud about accepting jesus christ you can pray along or you can pray on your own but as i pray you can pray with me god almighty we just thank you for this time we thank you for this incredible example that you have given us in abraham o oh lord that you chose him just as you have chosen us and lord god almighty as you called him as we received the call that you have for us through your son jesus christ lord and god almighty as we respond in faith we know that you are more than faithful you are so kind and so gracious o oh lord that you have promised us that you will fill us with your holy spirit who would enable us to do what you have planned for us the good works that you have planned in advance for us o oh lord and we ask you god as as we submit ourselves in obedience to your call o oh lord that let us be let us be enabled to do what you want us to do as we receive these promises from you we ask this prayer in the precious name of jesus christ amen